Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Moral Compass Podcast. This is your host, Sean Frazier. I'm making this podcast a little more laid back, a little more relaxed. Uh, I've had already a lot of great feedback from a lot of my friends and family and uh, people reaching out. Uh, Also, massive shout out to the Red Hulk on TikTok for uh, giving me a shout out on his page. Um, super awesome of you, brother. I super appreciate it. Uh, but this time I'm coming to you unscripted, uh, completely myself, uh, explain more of why I want this podcast to be successful and why I want this podcast to take off. In my first video, as, as you see, uh, like I say, I am a 38 year old man. Uh, I am an American, I am a father, a son, a husband, a brother, Um, and I wake up every day blessed. Now, I say that because a lot's changed for me myself in the last six months, Uh, And I've realized a lot of things and I've taken a lot of changes um, and I've realized actually that I've always been blessed. Uh, But I'm stubborn, so it took that long for me to figure it out. Um, I have two amazing boys. Uh, They're six and eight. They're the joy. They're my life. They're the reason I get up. They're the reason I work so hard and for everybody out there listening if you don't think being a youtuber or a podcaster or a professional uh social media person uh is is easy it's not you know oh it's not hard work uh please think again uh i am literally tearing my hair out trying to figure out how to get this to work and what i need to do and how i need to do it I have no background in recording, editing, or really doing anything. Um, I left my phone on, for example, uh, recording my podcast, but um, you know, still sending me notifications. Um, but in the real, uh, Moral Compass Podcast is my way to get out of my comfort zone and try and reach people with the messages that I have because I've realized in this country and in this world as a whole we are so inundated and saturated with extremist points of views Uh, and I think that term is used too lightly nowadays and I don't think It should be a term tossed around lightly. But one of the things everybody knows about me that knows me is that I don't like or appreciate um, bullying or um, anything of that nature. Uh, I also don't like pressure sales. I will never walk into a store that will try and push me to make a decision or anything of that nature Um, and I don't support anybody who does that Um, when you 
ask somebody something and even though you believe you're giving them options if the only options are to give a response that is in your favor that's not giving them an option uh, that's pressure sales and um, I don't approve uh, and what people may not know about me is first and foremost I am not perfect uh, nor do I say I'm perfect um, I am eternally improving uh, I don't think I'll ever reach perfection because then what else am I gonna fight for and grow for um, but I uh, I grew it's this hard uh, I grew up in a very nice neighborhood, a uh, very affluential neighborhood. Uh, again, I was blessed. My father worked very hard and my mom worked very hard to get me and my brother into a really nice town with really nice public schools. Um, and uh, it, it, it was very high end. Um, but in doing that, one of the main things my dad always taught me when I asked him, Dad, why don't we have money? Um, because, you know, my friends had the newest video game systems or the newest bikes or the newest everything. Uh, I, I'd ask my dad for this stuff and he'd say no. And i say, well, why? And uh, he said, son, we are, we are cash poor but investment rich. I didn't get that until I was a lot older. Um, and actually, um, when he passed away, I apologize uh, for my previous podcast. If you didn't see my comments or you're only listening to the audio, my dad actually passed away in 2009, not 2008. That was uh, two very hectic years of my life. Blessings and, and, and horrible things. Um, but I met the love of my life um, and married her in 2008. And my father passed away um, not much long after that. And uh, so one of the best two years of my life and, and, and worst all in the same mix, it, it, it was difficult. But my dad always said that, and I never really got it. And when he passed away, I came to find out that my dad had like five life insurance policies. Um, my mom was set financially speaking me and my brother had uh, a big chunk uh, set aside for us as well um, he did everything he could to make sure that his family would survive and even if he wasn't around and it was a, a blessing I'd much obviously much rather have him still be here um if you comb through my social media, you'll, you'll find one of my dad's, what I call quote, but it's, it's really the last coherent thing, one, besides I love you, son. One of the last coherent things he said to me was, my only regret in this world is that I'm not going to be able to meet your kids because my boys weren't born yet. Um, and that hit me hard for a long time, for many years, and I cried about it a lot 
and because uh, real men cry if you're unaware uh, if any men out there thinks that they can't show emotions they can't cry around their family and around the people they love you're wrong they will accept you I promise uh, give it a try uh, it's better than bottling it up and, and having rage that you can't explain uh, again life lessons I've learned along the way um, but what I realized now with that quote is my dad didn't have any regrets that were in his control um, meaning he lived his life the way he wanted to he did the things he wanted to do he had to do some things he didn't want to do but he lived his life and he accomplished what he wanted to accomplish there was never a regret where he had an opportunity to change it um, if that happened he changed it and it no longer was a regret um, cancer took his life and he had no control over that so the fact that he passed away and the only regret was the fact that he couldn't meet my kids means he lived a full life and I'd be blessed to have the same thing happen to me when it's my time is to only regret things you cannot change because so many people say live without regret or no regrets it's a pretty lofty goal um, everybody has regrets you've never met somebody that does not have a regret uh, and I have regrets uh, and I've made the changes that I can and um, some of the changes I couldn't change, I didn't. Uh, and I've accepted that. Uh, and I think that's one of the major growing things people need to learn in this life. But beyond that, and circling back again to the reason why I'm making this podcast without a script, and basically just from the heart is to explain more of why I want Moral Compass to be a guiding light for people that are tired of having one-sided social media and news outlets and, and everything. It's, it's one or the other, or it's my way or you're wrong, or any other factor. It's too much. Okay, This place, Moral Compass, is a place to come and listen to a lot of the hard stuff. And be able to listen, understand, and debate. We keep confusing debating with fighting and arguing and yelling and screaming. Debating is just simply discussing one side and then being open-minded enough to listen to the other side. And even at the end, if no, nobody changes their mind, that's okay. Because you've been heard and you've been understood. You might not be accepted or agreed, but you respect each other. That is what the moral compass is about. Uh, and the other big thing, uh, I got feedback. One, not looking at the camera. So hopefully I'm doing that better. Uh, I'm trying very, very hard. Um, growing up, again, I go on a lot of tangents, but... 
Um, I wasn't the kid that had the money and the best of things. I also was large. I come from a large family. Uh, I said in my last podcast, my dad was 350 pounds at his maximum at 5'9", 5'8", 5'9". At my heaviest, I was 250 pounds. Um, And I looked in the mirror one day and I was disgusted. And I decided at that point, I needed to make a change. Um, And it's hard, it's a struggle, but I am down to 204 pounds now. And really the reason I'm doing it is for my boys. Uh, I want to be there for them. I don't want to have to tell my children the same thing my dad had to tell me. Um, and again, regret. This is something I can change. My weight and my health are something I have control over. Um, not to say big people aren't healthy. That's another focus I want to make perfectly clear. I said in my last podcast, if you can bring me a a doctor's note that says I'm as healthy as I can be, uh, doctor says there's nothing more I can do. I eat right. I exercise. I, you know, do the things that are as healthy as I can be. Great. I don't care if you're big, tall, short, skinny, big. I don't care. That's fine. As long as you're being healthy, in my opinion... That's awesome. You know, I don't want anybody in this world to regret something that they have the opportunity to change. But growing up, I was the big kid. Um, And I got teased a lot. Uh, I got beat up a lot. Uh, And, uh, you know, most people's favorite comment was... You're just the fat kid next door with friends that are girls that'll never be your girlfriend. Um, and that was pretty factual till about high school. Um, but the major difference for me that changed in high school was the fact that I had a growth spurt, so I did lose some weight. Um, and I did start eating healthier-ish. That, no, that's not really a word, but, um, I did. Um, but the biggest change was confidence. Um, and, uh, kid I knew in high school, uh, I'm honored to call him a friend, uh, basically took me aside one day, looked me in the face and went, stop caring what other people think. Uh, That was my first really big eye-opening, life-changing experience. Because uh, most people nowadays will look at me and the people that know me. The one thing they won't say is that I'm shy uh, or soft-spoken uh, or nervous. Uh, I'm usually very forward. Uh, not creepily so, just confident. Uh, and I, uh, I'm somebody you can count on them. Loyal would be more of a word that I think most people would associate with me that are my friends and my family. Um, but I, I wasn't always that way. But I did realize one day, hey, who cares what other people think about me? And I just stopped. And it is probably the most uplifting, weight-off-my-shoulder moments that I've had my entire life. 
I care about people and I want to help people. That is my goal. But if somebody comes at me the wrong way or the wrong way at my family, I don't care about your opinion in the sense of you can hate on me all day. I know who I am and I'm confident about me and my family and and the love that we have for each other and how amazing we are and our worth. Those are the extreme people I'm talking about that I don't want to listen to. Um, But I am an open-minded person. Uh, I will listen. Uh, Please comment, say something, share. Uh, I do hope to go live once I get all this stuff down and and figure things out. Um, Feel free, please. But again, it's a place that I'm creating for people that may not feel like they have anywhere to go um, or they do want to make a change in their life and they don't know how. Um, And again, these are going to be hard topics. Uh, I am hoping, with my fingers crossed, that my next and, and first large topic podcast is released this friday if it's not it's because i'm yanking out all my hair and uh trying to get all the software to work the way i want it to and edit the way i want it to Uh, but it will be coming as soon as i possibly can without suffering mental (laughs) uh derangement from trying to figure all this stuff out um A lot of the topics that were brought up in my previous podcasts, I, you know, I want to expand on those. I want to combine some, add some. Uh, It's, like I said, an ever-growing situation. Um, But one thing I do want to make perfectly clear, because this was something that was brought up to me uh, multiple different times beyond look at the camera. Um... Don't read from a script was the point. Uh, a lot of people that know me know me better, but do bring up the the thought that like, hey, not everybody is going to know you as well as we do. And, and, you know, we know you say, you, you know, you talked about your background and everything, um, but still it doesn't really show why people should listen to you. Um Moreover, uh, I hope people listen to me simply because they feel they can trust me, uh, that I'm an honest source of information. I do not promise to get every little fact right, and I'm open-minded to somebody correcting me. Please do. Um, But even beyond that, the bigger note, I'm not perfect. I've made tons of mistakes in my life. I am not the clean, crisp, proper person that, you know, most people would be like, oh, well, they've had a perfect life. I have not had a perfect life. Um, I believe it's been perfect because I am where I am. And if anything was different, I don't know where I'd be. But I'm not a perfect person. Uh, I'm, I'm covered in tattoos 
uh, when I'm not recording for people that censor people, uh, I, I swear, <clears throat> excuse me, quite a bit. Um, never around my children. <laughs> I am an oddball that way. I do not swear in front of my children, but when I'm not around my children, I think I would make the sailor's dog blush. Excuse me. Um, beyond that, about six months ago, I realized I needed to make a change beyond weight loss. I needed to make a change in my life. Uh, COVID sucked for everybody. Um, but I worked for a company and I started at the bottom for the umpteenth time and I'm 38 and I was like, this is, this is, this is going to be the time I'm going to get it this time. I worked at the bottom for a whole year, made appointments, got interviews to move up within the company to where I actually wanted to be. I had three interviews scheduled to move from an hourly low-level job that is still very, very important, and everybody I work with, I love you with all my heart. You guys are amazing. The work's not easy, um, but it just wasn't my final goal, um, and I had that all set up the week we shut down for covid and that was heartbreaking and uh, almost killed me. It, it was um, yeah, it was bad. Um, I gave some time. I took some reflection. Uh, by the way, don't anybody worry about me. Um, I say it killed me. Uh, emotionally, it killed me. Physically, it, I refuse to die. I'm a dad. And every dad around there and mom um, would understand that. I refuse to leave this world, uh, period. Um, my children need me, and I love them, and I want to be there for them, so I will. Um, and that will never change no matter what. So you don't have to worry about me on that factor. But... Um, it was a struggle. It was hard. And then looking at how the pandemic moved forward, I, you know, I was reading all the financial, uh, news, the Forbes, Wall Street Journal, you know, CNN, financial, you know, all that stuff. Everything stated that this company, uh, which is a very big company, would not recover to where it was in 2019 until 2024. Meaning I would have, if I went back to work, I would have been doing the lower level job um, for at least another four years or five years into my 40s before I actually started my career. Um, and that just wasn't enough for me. Um, and I resigned mostly because my wife is a, a frontline nurse um, and she never stopped working. So financially speaking, we were okay. We weren't great, but we were okay. Uh, and a lot of the people I did work with, you know, they were losing 
their apartments or their cars or their house or they were worried about feeding their kids and I didn't have those problems and I knew I would just be somebody that was cutting their hours if I went back to work so I tried to give by backing away um, and it was probably the best thing I did um, because a lot of people view my you look at my resume it's a laundry list of jobs and everybody doesn't really take that into account. They're like, well, you don't have as much experience here or there or otherwise. Yeah, but I have experience. I've got a ton of life experience. Uh, and I realized that if I'm going to make a success out of myself and a success out of what I want to do and what I want to be, I need to do it myself. Um, and I say that, nobody ever does it themselves. My wife is amazingly supportive, and I love her with all my heart. My children think it's, at least at the moment, the coolest thing in the world that daddy's on TV, uh, YouTube, uh, this generation's TV. Um, and I have a lot of support from my family and friends. So, but I realized that a lot of people were going to look at me and go, well, I don't think you're worth the chance. I don't think you're worth the opportunity. When anybody that knows me knows that I always in life give 120%. No matter what, beginning to day to the end of day, I am going and giving everything and all the effort I have um, to them. And when I come home, I give 120% to my family. That's always what I've done but that's not something you can put on paper uh, they just see job after job career after career and you know life happens I'm from Michigan originally born in Texas raised in Michigan um, and you know car companies are major factors on jobs up there and one of the careers I had ended because of cutbacks and everything else and everybody's like well you could do this you could do that it's like yeah i could but that's not gonna make me happy i was happy and now i'm not now i need to take a different route and take a different journey and i need to pivot on my path and figure it out and although that's empowering internally most people view that as you quitting it's I'm not quitting I'm realizing I need to take another path. But in a job interview, generally not viewed that way. So here I am. I'm doing a podcast instead. Um, and so far I'm loving it. Um, and I want to continue it. And I think this is really what I was called to do. Um, because I do want to help people. And at one point I thought about becoming a motivational speaker. Um, but one of my bigger things in life for me personally is family and I want to be around my kids and I want to be around my wife and motivational speakers are on the road all the time and that probably be too tough for me. So mad props to any musician, comic, uh, motivational speaker, uh, anything of that nature where you have to travel uh big fan of deadliest catch so fishermen um that has to go out and be gone from their fam military service huge 
don't think I forgot about you. Um, that has to be away from their families for long periods of time. Mad props. I can only imagine how hard it is. Uh, and that's just something I didn't want to do. And the one thing COVID did give us is a kick in the pants for the infrastructure being made for internet, social media, uh, online learning. Um, we really needed to beef up and come up to par because everybody was at stay at home. Well, what that gave me the opportunity was to help people in a different venue, in a different avenue um, from my home. I am in my office and uh, it's, it's a great feeling knowing that when I'm done with this podcast, I get to go pick up my kids from school and I get to spend the afternoon with my boys and I get to be there for them um, because I think that's one of the major problems with everything that's going on. And everybody goes, who to blame? Oh, well, don't blame me, blame that person. Don't blame me, blame that person. Well, that's not correct and that's not accurate. And at this point, at some point, we need to just stop blaming everybody and just go, it's an issue and this is what we need to solve. But the world we live in today forces everybody to work. Moms, dads, foster parents, uh, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whoever takes care of the children. Um, generally have to work on top of everything else and then they're not home to raise. The family is, is divided nowadays. I am blessed enough to be that at most of my child's life I've been able to be around uh, and not for an hour at the beginning of the day and not for an hour at the end of the day. Um, I had a job like that and it, not being there for my kids for more than an hour or so a day uh, and then also when I was there just being so beat tired I couldn't play with them. I never want to be in that position again. And for all the people that are struggling and, and doing what's necessary to take care of their family and having to live with that scenario right now, my hat's off to you. Men, women, everybody, my hat's off to you. And I hope we get to a point in this world where we realize family unity. Again, family unity creates community unity and in community unity you get state and then nation and then world we can do it it is possible but we have to realize that unity and equality it does not mean the same it means that we respect and love our differences and the differences of our neighbors. Whether we agree or not, we respect. Respect is a lost art that we have not had in a very long time. But that's what I'm teaching my boys. And I was actually having a conversation with uh, an older family friend. Uh, my kids call him Grandpa Charlie. Uh, amazing individual uh, and he's a great guy and he also sees all the changes that are going on right now and, and seeing the negative impact 
and applaud applauded me for doing what I'm doing mostly because I'm around for my kids uh, I take the time and I make the time it might not always be you know extreme sports or running outside it might just be reading a book or watching one of our favorite cartoons but I take the time and I make them a priority um, which is lost um, and it's just not seen anymore uh, and like I said community unity they call him Grandpa Charlie he is not blood related but he's family um, and that comes from a mutual respect me and him don't agree on everything we had a wonderful debate about a lot of things and surprisingly a lot of things we do agree upon uh, but there are a few that we don't that's okay we still shook hands gave my kids hugs and we moved on with respect and that's what I want to push with moral compass moral compass as a basis is and here's the focus people always changing direction a compass doesn't sit still It always moves. But the one constant is the direction north. The direction north is a constant, can be held in many different values, but for me, my north is family comes first. With honor, respect, truth, and loyalty. And family for me is thicker than blood. I have brothers that have no blood relation to me, but they couldn't be any closer to me than my actual blood brother, who I love very, very much as well. But family is family. Family is what you make of it. And when you make a good family, you make a good community. And when you do those things, it allows you to direct yourself in a more positive manner. And when you do that, it allows for great things to happen. Um, whenever I get around to making the logo for my podcast, uh, it obviously will have a compass in it. The north point is crooked. Okay? And it's crooked for a reason. Because none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. Alright? And I don't want anybody to assume... Because my north pointing arrow is straight as an arrow and pointing straight towards north that I believe I'm perfect or I know exactly what's going on or things in my life aren't going to change or my opinions aren't going to change. Because that stagnation, that doesn't create open-mindedness. My opinions can change and anybody could change them with good, logical thought process, facts, debates. Uh, my opinions in life have changed quite a bit. Um, but remember, keeping an open mind, whether you change your true north or not, and what that means, your north is still your north, but the rest of your life is still a compass that is always moving, ever-changing. And as long as you keep open-minded about it and listen as well as talk, you can find such amazing things in this world. Information you never knew. People you never knew. 
friendships you never thought you would have, family that would be there for you. It's all there, but you have to be open-minded enough to accept it, understand it, listen to it, and respect it. Again, respect does not mean accept. Me personally, again, I hold no party line. I don't want to hold a party line. That does not mean I do not have Republican friends and family and Democratic uh, friends and family. I have both, and I have Libertarian friends and family. Um, I respect all of them, and to the most point, majority of them that I believe respect me back. Um, I don't see a point to them personally, but that doesn't mean I can't respect your views and opinions, and I do. As long as they don't hurt people, or infringe on people, or harm anyone else, I don't care. Do you. That's okay. Be you. That's okay with me. You want to come on my show in the future and debate with me? Great. I'd love it. But this isn't a place for anger and hate. If we can discuss and end the conversation where you change your mind, I change my mind, or neither one of us change our mind. But respect each other. Shake hand. Well, it's not really a shake hand thing anymore. Uh, 2020 and COVID killed that. Fist bump it out? I don't know. Whatever you can think of. Um, I'm personally a hugger. I love hugging family and friends. Uh, not strangers. Not creepy. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely miss the hug. But, um, that's fine with me. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what gender you are. Um, or who you identify as, uh. I might not understand all of the reasoning and, and things behind that. Um, and that's okay. I'm, I, I respect you for it. If that's how you feel and you can explain it to me in a, in a way that I understand. Cool. You, you, you be you. Uh, green chameleon. Cool. I, you do you. Um, I only ask that you respect me for being me. Um, and I think that's where we need to come back to. Uh, the fact that so many people in this world today constantly move and constantly freak out about what is and what isn't. And going from one extreme to the other is what's tearing this nation and this world apart. Uh, unity isn't going to happen by raising our voices and drawing a line in the sand. And if you're one of those types of people that think you're going to find unity through doing something like that, you're not. Uh, it's just not going to work. Um, and do me a favor. We'll test the theory of moral compass right here and right now. Close your mind. Close your eyes. And picture in your mind something you don't agree with. I don't need to know what it is. It's not my place. I don't even want to know what it is. But internalize. Think about something you really, really don't agree with. And somebody 
drew a line right in front of you and said, well, you have to agree with it. You have to accept it. You have to agree with it. And you have no choice. Now open your eyes. Do you feel unified or do you feel attacked? Do you feel beat up? Do you feel taken advantage of? And most honestly, 99.9% of us are going to be pretty mad. The point is when you put something out there like that where it is you believe what you believe, you believe what I believe, or you don't believe at all, and you have to accept me, you have to accept this, you have to do this, you're instantly creating more walls than you could ever count. But if we move to the point of where we go, we're not in groups. We're one race. In this particular instance, we're one nation. But I want to talk to the world too. We're one race, humanity. And within humanity, there are races, genders, colors, creeds, everything. And in doing those things, we're different. Not not equal, just different. And that's okay. We can be equal and be different at the same time. It's okay. I promise. And if we just keep moving forward, there's a lot of things that I think we can accomplish. And that's what I want Moral Compass to be. I want us to find again a venue, an area, a community of people that can come together, whether you're red party, blue party, middle party, no party, any party, as well as any religion or lack thereof, atheists are welcome too. Why? Because I respect their ability to believe in not believing. It's okay. It's their option. I have a higher power. I don't have any specific religion. Um, I do believe in, in a higher power. Uh, I ask you to respect that, and I'll respect the fact that you don't think there's a higher power. I'm okay with that, too. It is what it is. But in my mind, all of those different things could be in the same place at the same time, and it's all okay. Because instead of saying we're all the same, and we have to all be the same, we can all go, we're all equal in the hum human race. And we're all equal as individual people. And yes, we are all different. And we respect each other for it. And that is okay. So, that's more or less what I'm shooting for and more or less what I want to have happen. Uh, again, an avenue and a direction for people to be able to go where they want to go, be who they want to be, and do what they want to do. Again, I think everybody, no matter what area, opinion, or otherwise is, can agree on one thing. 
treat people right, treat people with respect, and let them do what they're going to do because they're going to allow you to do what you want to do as long as it does not hurt other people. I think we can all go along with that. Why shouldn't we? Anyways, I appreciate you listening, and I hope that you continue to listen. I will give a little tutorial. I've also had a lot of people asking me what to do. Um, Depending on the venue you're um, at or interested in uh, or listening to, whether that's video or audio, uh, my link is in all my bios leads to everything, uh, whether that's YouTube or audio only through uh, Anchor, Spotify, um, uh, multiple other platforms. Uh, It's all in my bio. Or if you're Facebook or LinkedIn, it's all in my website links. Uh, It's the website that says Beacons on it. It'll take you to wherever, take you to my page, and that will lead you to wherever you want to go. Um... But a lot of uh, not as tech savvy people that also say, you know, how can I help? How can I, what can I do? Um, If you really agree with me and you really want to see Moral Compass take off, then um, like or dislike. Oddly enough, that helps. Um, And then leave a comment why comments allow the algorithm to understand that that people are interacting with me and people are are interested in what is being said or what is 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 being viewed as a topic um and then follow me on my social media groups and follow me on my audio only podcast and subscribe to my YouTube channel and subscribe. If you go to my page and it's on my homepage, you just click on subscribe. And um, once you click on subscribe, you'll see off to the right that there's a little bell. And when you click on the little bell, you see notifications and there'll be a little bell with little lines on the side denoting it's ringing. Click on that. And then you're subscribed and you'll get notifications. All that helps build the Moral Compass podcast. Uh, And furthermore, if you really, really want it to grow more than anything else, all those things are great analytically wise, um, is to share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Show them this video so they know how to do the same. um, Or show them yourself. Uh, Those are all things that would really help this podcast take off and spread a message of positivity. Even within tough, tough discussions and tough topics, hard topics that make most people cringe, we can show them a way that we can talk about these subjects without completely losing it and falling into a rabbit hole of hate and anger speech Um, and again maybe change minds maybe not but at the end respect 
and continuation and moving on from there and continuing um, and just being the best we can be and I think the best we can be is thinking and waking up every morning saying it's going to be a great day and tomorrow is going to be even better and I am always going to try and improve and be better today than I was yesterday. Again, thank you so much for listening and or thank you so much for watching Moral Compass Podcast. I am your host, Sean Frazier, and I hope to see you at the next video. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week.